Yup. <laughs> it's always gotta start popping. So, hello. Hello. Dang, you look good, girl. Me? <laughs> yeah, this new video, like, situation we usually record looking into each other's eyes. So now we're, like, on a screen seeing each other. It's, like, a weird situation. Very weird. But, but we're like, usually eye-gazing. Totally. And can be <laughs> adaptable. So welcome to evolving us this is season two episode one fresh did you say fresh it's fresh it is fresh it's like fresh off the boat um what i will say is that we're starting a new era Kiki. the last episode that came out was um an introduction to our space that we're building ceremony the birth of our ba- the birth of our baby Jules, we've been we've been carrying this baby for a long time. So, um, and it's more than nine born, months. More than nine months, and it's not even born yet. So, um, what we're going to be doing in this kind of season or sector of this work on this podcast is starting to utilize the um, the journey and the process, giving insight to what's happening behind the scenes um, as metaphor and example, as gift and lesson as uh information and wisdom for us to uh kind of like listen in on um the greater lessons of life right and so <laughs> we're gonna be because using... this entire process is like life literally it is and 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 creating something is right like it's it's pretty profound to like if you were to just use life like as an a platform for podcast episode and every day you lived, you extracted all the lessons, the goods, the juice, the moments of accountability, the moments of like your shit, their shit, trigger, joy, explosion, all the different emotions you felt, all the thoughts you had. Like to me, like every day is actually pretty freaking interesting. If you take, I know it's like, how many times have we been like, someone should be following us around to record our life. Cause it's so good. (laughs) God. And it's a microcosm to the macrocosm. And so like, we're just seeing these expressions of everything. And as we build out this space, like I was talking to our, um, (laughs) our new project manager this morning. And I was like, I was like, there's so many things that I didn't know when I was going into this that I learned along the way that were only learned through experience that I wouldn't have had an eye for. Like how many contracts came across my desk? How many PDFs or emails? It was like, yeah, sure. Just sign that shit. Like, okay. And I was like- Or also like, didn't know I needed that. Or wait, what? I had to get also this or this approval. It's like, (laughs) yeah. It's it's nuts, nuts. And and you don't know what you don't know. So like, I think there's going to be not only obviously, I know a lot of learnings for both of us in the journey of doing this, but also things that we get to share that might give an offer perspective to our community around um, how we interact with solving problems, <laughs> and how we interact with creating beautiful things in the world, but that, you know, can be as much with ease as possible. Cause that's what we all want to do. We want to have creative expression. We want to, um, be in this dance with life that feels meaningful and beautiful. And sometimes it takes like a little touch up, little detail, little check in. Yeah. Yeah. And mostly like shame and vulnerability, right? Like if you're talking about like, okay, so let me shed light on my entire process so we don't feel alone in all the versions of our, all, all of our processes that we're going through in each moment of each day. 
What'd you say shame and what? Vulnerability. Like I could just be just like all the other micro areas of my life. Like, okay, here's my life. I'm going through this experience and I don't necessarily need to bring it forward and shed light and, and talk about it vulnerably and share the process. Like we all have process, but the thing that reminds us that we're not separate, that we're actually connected is seeing that someone else's process is literally the same as yours, right? In the sense of like the humanism, the relatability that we get by connecting and seeing each other, the inside of each other's experience, not the Instagram filtered version, the inside of each other's experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree. I miss being <laughs> in the room with you. I know. Same. Anyway, we're just going to, it'll do for now. Um, so today we're talking about taking big risks and specifically the things that um, kind of like, like that are subconsciously the fog that is around the bubble of taking big risks, like around the comfort zone of the things that are subconscious, right? Like the energy, the fear, the emotion around taking risk, the things that we say are the reason why we don't take risk that are not really the reason that are subconscious protectors that keep us from playing our full and expressed light, you know, like layer, layer, layer. So taking big risks is what Jules is going to talk to us about today. <laughs> no, it's so crazy because I was like, you know me, I like to prep in a certain way for the things that I'm, you know, putting out in the world. And I always like to Google the words or like the definitions. And I know why we're choosing to talk about this specific topic today around taking risks, big risks, just because of, you know, obviously the announcement of the studio and everything. Um, but if you look up like, not how to take big risks or like, what does it mean to take big risks? <laughs> the things that come up are literally like, oh, it means like you're going to jail because you're doing something illegal basically and things of that nature. So then I was like, oh, I started thinking about how this conversation is actually about taking thoughtful, calculated risks and just like telling the world about basically plowing through fear <laughs> and not even knowing that that's what was happening. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so um, that's where, yeah, I wanted to begin this conversation because I was like sitting with the, the concept of taking big risks. And I'm like, well, what does that mean to the general world? You know, like, hey, Google, what does it mean? Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, what does it mean to us? And then it's like, okay, let us tell you about the big risks that we're taking in this I mean, I was going to say this past year, but it's been more than a year that a lot of risks has been take, have been taken from personal decisions to everything else. Um, <laughs> and I'm it's like, just like my brain is like, blah, 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 all the things that uh, have, have happened. That's why I'm just kind of like regulating. Regulating. We didn't do that yet. I think we all need that. Yeah. Sure do. So let's all just take a moment, whether you're listening to this live right now in this present or you're listening to the recording of this in t another time and space reality, but just maybe gazing around the space that you're in and taking in your environment, whether it's like a doorknob or a plant or maybe you can look outside of a window or texture of a carpet. What do you notice in your space that might call your focus just for a moment? 
and just coming into present awareness of where you are right here and right now. Knowing that even though you're listening to a podcast, this moment is meaningful. And it's worth taking in. So perhaps your breath gets a little deeper. And you remember you're right here. So even if you're driving or doing laundry or even just sitting and listening, you're also being. Hmm. Yeah. It's raining again. And I I just observed that as you were talking about being right here. And when you notice the rain, what do you, what does that bring forward for you? In this moment, I was just thinking about how everything is temporary because like the raindrop, once it hits the floor, it's gone. <laughs> so yeah, I know not to raindrop the- is so deep. <laughs> And not to mention that it starts and it stops, right? Like the rain comes and goes based on the cloud cover. And so like here we are in this moment having a relationship to something that is very simple but very deep. Here we are allowing a little bit more richness and fullness in the present moment and really inviting ourselves into connection of something that's important because that has wisdom in it. And so whether it's the wisdom of feeling the, you know, the raindrop and then it's temporary and then being like, oh my God, so is all the shit I'm stressing about right now. It's like a game changer because then life becomes your teacher. Yeah. And then I also saw the reflection of my candles in the, in the mirror and just, I remembered how good I am to myself because lately I've been like, okay, I am going to take the extra step and like froth my milk to hook myself up just because, <laughs> you know, and things like that. Cause it's like, I think you said something on a recent workshop or something. Anyways, you've said this before, but it's like, like take out the nice stuff, use the nice stuff, do the nice things for yourself. Like it doesn't have to be a special occasion. And that just made me kind of implement that on a daily basis when it's like sometimes I'd be like, I have to earn something in order to like give it to myself. And so, yeah, the reflection of the candles just reminded me how like I love hooking myself up with candles every day, all the time. Love the candles. Yeah. Back to that era of just coziness, right? Like we've all been taking it up a notch. It's time to take it back a notch, right? Mm hmm. Mm. And I also want to bring loop back in that like whole brace for impact is more intense than the actual impact conversation. So like coming back to like, we're all in this prep mode. It's the holidays. There's all these things going on. Or even when we're talking about taking big risks, there's so much preparation of bracing for impact that by the time you get to the impact, it's like, okay, cool. It's over now. I can get it the fuck over to myself, right? Make space. It's so crazy because you always talk about that feeling. And I think it's something that like is like it resonates for you and your experience, obviously, of reality. And you're like something that clearly you feel in your experience of life and something that's been, you know, like an anchor in your body for a really long time, that feeling of embracing for impact. And it's like not that we don't all have that, but it's like so interesting to me because 
probably like a running anchor that I have is more so around, I don't know, like anxiety. (laughs) Does that feel like bracing for impact in the sense of like always waiting for the shoe to drop or something to be calling Mm. your name and needing you? Yeah. Yeah. It's that. Right. Yeah. 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 So it's like a different presentation, a different formulation because we're all in a different experience of reality. Yeah. Ingesting what's happening. It's so, it's so powerful. It's so this, good. This, this, uh, derailed by the way, all, to all of our listeners was a little snippet of work of working with somatics, somatic experiencing work, right? Mm-hmm. How are we, how are we intaking the world? And as it relates to this topic, let's talk about taking big risks. Like if you think about just that, what's the first word that comes to mind? Fear. Um, fear. That was <laughs> mine too. I don't know if all y'all at home were feeling that, but I was thinking fear too. It's like, okay, so risk, even in the word risk, what does that imply? It implies that it means that by, in or, by doing an action, it means that you are vulnerable for another action to potentially happen. Not certain, but it's a possibility. I think for me, when you think, when, when we talk about like risk, I hear that word and it's like fear. And then it's like, why? Cause it's like failure, right? It's like, those are bam, bam, bam. It's like, those are like, are the words that come up in my mind. When you say failure, does that mean like a, like an outcome that isn't pleasurable to you or like desired by you? Is that what failure is defined by? Just curious. Well, yeah, because I don't even believe that like failure is a setback because it's always just a redirection. Like that's just what I believe now in my current state of life. But like, as you, like, if I think of a string of words that come up just like, and I have to spit them out when I, you say risk, it's like risk, fear. And then why would I have fear? Cause it's like, you think you're going to fail essentially. Right. But th- 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 I mean, if I look at the reason why we're talking about this, yeah, there were many setbacks you could, someone can call them failures, but they were actually blessings. <laughs> Right. So if, if you can look at a situation with the richness of the gifts of like knowing what's on the other side, which we really never can, cause we don't have a crystal ball. Yeah. But, but if we take big risks or we take even little risks, any risk, any waking up is a risk. Let's be honest. It's the biggest <laughs> risk because it's like, there's no going back. Yeah. But if yeah. you think of like any risk, there's always like, to me, it's like I kind of freeze and then it's kind of like, oh, fear, risk, fear. But but my point in saying all this and my string of words is that it's all a story anyways in my in your mind of like we go towards worst case scenario first when we think of, you know, what's the worst that can happen. It's not like what's the best that can happen and why I'm choosing to take this risk. Mm hmm. Right. I think it's like the negative bias that we're all kind of born with in a sense is that we're naturally looking for survival. It's the reptilian brain of how do I keep myself safe? So whether the risk feels like I'm going to financially like put in a bunch of money for something or like I'm going to take a risk and like leave a partner that I thought I was like, you know, created safety for me or a job or whatever it is like those are really um, big, you know, like whatever you would say, like human life altering choices that you'd make and those it leaves you vulnerable for possibility. And so because of that negativity bias, we're wired to say like, what am I losing out on this? Like, what's the risk? Meaning what am I going to lose if this doesn't go the way I want it to go versus 
if it goes the way you want it to go, you're not going to give a fuck what you're losing because you're focused on what you're gaining. So flipping that on its head, like you're saying, is this uh, taking risks? Can you create the abundant mindset around it of like, what am I, what am not, what am I giving up to get this? It's what am I gaining as a result of this action? And what space is this creating in my life now and long-term? And when we think about it that way, it's like what we're losing really isn't like if it's there to leave, it wasn't even ever yours to begin with, right? Or it's not yours to keep carrying anyways, right? Like either way, either way, then there's something bigger and better on the other side. I actually told, (laughs) I was, David was, is looking, his lease is up. He's looking for a new car, whatever. I won't go into that story, (laughs) but he was like, oh, can you believe we got your, um, your, your first Tesla, like January 1st. And I was like, that's so weird. I feel like I drove that car like a month. Like it was like here and gone. And he's like, yeah, like, you know, do you love your car now? And I was like, yeah, I do. And I was like, see, it's like, there's always something better on the other side. And he's like, not always. And I was like, no, always. I was like, there's always something (laughs) better for you. Try me. You're wrong. (laughs) But my point is like, yeah, if you even choose, if, if you choose, well, it's like in the moment when we feel like we are being wronged or redirected or rejected, whatever word you want to put in our human experience of something that we have an expectation of it going a certain way and it goes in a different way in the moment we feel wronged like, oh, this shouldn't be happening to me. Why is this happening to me? Or like at least the bulk of the population has like this innate response, right? Like why, why it's like a negative thing, but the reality of it is, and I, I mean, I feel like maybe I'm drinking the juice or something, but it's like, if I look at anything that's happened recently or, or years ago and the, in the moment, I thought it was a bad thing, whether it's like, getting laid off or, you know, um, my car got crashed or whatever it is, there was always something better for me on the other side. And I could say it now because I'm in the future of those moments that happened that in the moment, those moments felt so defeating. And it's like, oh, what am I going to do? Because it's something quote unquote negative. And I couldn't see the gift because my human suffering was clouding the gift but there's always a gift on the other side. Yeah. So it's like we could choose to like reframe the way we see the world and look at something like a risk is actually the biggest investment I'm making in myself to decide to say, I actually trust myself so much to say that like no matter what the outcome is, I'm going to take action towards this thing that is pulling me. I got, ooh, <laughs> Risk is also like when you think about too, it's, um, it's correlation to calling, dharmic calling purpose, right? Like I know human beings that feel really happy with a life that is specifically a certain way, right? Like meaning the way that they operate works for them. They don't like operate with like a baseline hunger growth, 
um, or gro- growth for hunger, hunger for growth rather like, so, so like this feeling, this pulling feeling of like, oh, I'm called for more. I want to do better. I want to like expand or I want to evolve. Like humans naturally want to evolve. But like, for example, if I think about, you know, my parents' generation at a certain point, they stop evolving and they just are who they are and it works. Right. But when, when taking big risks becomes something that like you get to choose, right? Like if you're like, I'm feeling called and then you're like, eh, I don't want to do that. I want to stay in this lane, right? Like that lane could be servicing you for the rest of your life and that, and that works and risk is not something that you come encounter with, whether it's because you don't feel activated by fear or because you're padding up your fear, right? Padding up your thorn. But for others, risk finds you via heartbreak or via like, like finds you via force where like life will show up and be like, Hey, you're going to have to make this really big choice. And either way, however you look at it, there's going to be a risk, right? Like whether you choose this or that, or you're presented with choices in life or big moments in life where, you know, there is activation there. It, it does feel like there's a lot on the table. There is a survival mechanism of wanting to make the right choice to, you know, create again, space for your life. However, we, we do live in a culture where because there is such little conversation in the mental health world and like the, the wellness world about like baseline security, baseline resourcing, baseline nervous system regulation, right? Starting at baseline, um, taking big risks can feel paralyzing, right? Like being able to lean into that fear, being an entrepreneur or, um, you know, again, leaving, like if you're in a domestic, domestically abusive relationship and just like leaving that can feel like climbing a mountain or, you know, figuring out how to make your next career move in the middle of your life can feel terrifying. Like there's so many things that can electrify us and our, our relationship to that electric energy is the thing to pay attention to because whether the risk is something that would be objectively small or big, it doesn't matter. The the process lives in your system. When I look at this scary thing and I want to jump, do I just jump? When I look at this scary thing, do I just put my foot in the water and test it? And then I'm like, no, 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 no. When I look at this scary thing, do I just be like, oh, fuck that next year, right? Like, Mm -hmm. How are we interacting with it? And actually your daughters, I always like when I, I, when they try new things, I watch them and it's like, they have different approaches mm-hmm. <laughs> when they're even with the boys, like Liam and Oliver, it's like the boys will just shove things in their mouth. The girls are like, eh, I don't know if I like that. You know? And it's like, that's how we're approaching risk. What's the risk of having something in your mouth you don't like, right? You're like <laughs> putting your foot in an ice bucket or like trying on a new pair of jeans. Like what's the risk for like the kid version, but what's the risk for us of like leaving our dreams dormant? What's the risk for us of not answering a calling that's coming after us? What's the risk for us of staying asleep when you feel like there should be something different going on in your life that's a beautiful expression of who you are? You know, as you're saying that, what I was thinking about, because you started this thread with saying you're like, uh, what you, you you said, I know a lot of people that are okay in their routine, basically, something like, of that nature. But what's interesting to me is that if you think about it, just like change is inevitable, like it's happening right now, right now, right now, right again, now. again, again, right again, now. again, again. Mm-hmm. It's like everyone 
like no one can actually be stagnant because change is always happening. However, your choices can be on repeat, aka you're continuing your cycle and your pattern because of, you know, fear or not enoughness or all of the above. Um, so when you were just talking about that, it made me think that risks are different for everybody. Like everyone is taking a risk, but some people may be taking risks in their routine that are like in a way so minor because they're so, um, they don't believe in themselves enough that the big risks, that word big risk for them is like a no-no word. (laughs) And they're like so terrified. But really, if we can all just look at how, you know, we have so much choice. And if we like, essentially, if we believe in ourselves and we follow our calling and our purpose and we don't allow fear to take the wheel, but instead we believe in ourselves more, there's so much opportunity even in in people who are in a routine or stagnant type of life to, you know, make bigger changes that, and for some people, it's not even part of their, their dharmic path, but I get that. But everyone is taking risks. That's my point. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. On a day-to-day basis. And I think so. So here's the thing. If like you get activated by something that like might feel small to like someone else, right? If you're like, it feels like a huge risk to wake up early in the morning, right? You're like, I'm not a morning person. That's risky, right? (laughs) Like start small, build confidence in yourself. If you're feeling like your capacity load inside of your being is, is like, riddled with fear at the face of doing something that you feel like is risky and you feel like that is impeding on your quality of life, start with small things that build your confidence. Every single day, can you like chug a glass of water in the morning without question and just let that be the thing? Or, you know, once a week, can you just like show up to like some type of commitment that is like, you know, learning Spanish or something, right? Like that is showing you that like, if you take a risk, I've got you. There's nothing to be afraid of and I can prove it to my inner system that I can do this, right? And that's where commitments can build confidence that it takes to take risks that feel scary. And here's the thing, like you have evidence that you've been okay 100% of the time. Every single time in your life, you've always been okay. There might've been moments that were scary, but here's the thing. The moments that are scary are only scary because we're we're resisting them. So even in your darkest of darkest of darkest of darkest, you've always been okay because you're here. You're listening to this podcast right now. And so that sense of okayness is like, here we are reckoning with like looking at my senses. I'm here. I'm good. The presence of me is here. I can feel my feet on the ground. What's it worth if I don't go after this risk? What's it worth it if I don't, if I leave this part of me on the table? And I've shared a lot in this um, previous episodes and like workshops that I've had a few things that were said to me along the journey of the process of the studio that were like really key things that some, that people said to me in my life that I've talked to like mentors, friends, like you. And it was like a one liner and it was like, whoa. And it was like, holy shit. And um, one of my friends I love him so much. He said to me, I was at his place and he was like, listen, Ash, think about 
if you walk away from this project now, and this is like before I signed the lease, I was like seven months into negotiating and like exhausted. I was like, I'm so fed up. Little did I know what was ahead of me. I was like, I'm so fed up. And he goes, Ash, if you walk away from this project right now, what are you going to think about all of it five years from now when you look back? And he's like, what is at stake if you don't do this? And it was like, they were super powerful questions. And those are really important questions to ask yourself is like, if there's something in front of me that I want to do that feels hard, like, how can I meet myself in like, Hey, I'm here for you. What do you need? And like, do you want this? And is fear going to stand in the way from your ability to even believe that you deserve it? So much is coming up for me right now. It's sweet. Yeah. It's just like a sweetness, you know, and meeting yourself in that place of fear, like resisting mm -hmm. the energy of like, oh my God, I don't want to feel this. I don't want to feel this. I don't want like feel it because that's the thing that's keeping you from your best fucking life. Pretty much. Yeah. This morning in, um, in yoga, I just like had this thread of words, you know, like disease, discomfort, disagree. It means like you're not in like disease means you don't have ease means you're ill. Right. And so it's like discomfort means you're uncomfortable. You're not in your, and what everything that you're saying is the juice, right? It's like ev everything that we shy away from is where we should actually be sitting in, in order to maximize our, our potential. And it's like, we can either decide to look away from the difficult moments, or we can decide to sit with them and embrace them and see what's on the other side. And it's like, that takes a lot of courage. And most people want to just like go back to the good, good. Mm -hmm. I mean, we all want to, we all want to be in the good, good. We all want to yeah. be like in that state, but that's what got us here. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. And it's, it's, there's something, I think there's something to be said here about the the relationship that we have to suffering and to struggle, mm -hmm. to struggle, right. To failure, as you said, fear, failure, struggle, things not being our way, things not going our way, expectations not being met, being let down, the judgment of others, like all of that. And that gets in the fucking way of our magic. It literally gets in the way of our magic. Yeah. <clears throat> well, because we are, and I think something that like I realize that I've been working on is like showing up imperfect, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it's like, we are, like the world needs us in, in all versions and all imperfections that we offer, not just like when we are perfect. And actually when we are the most imperfect is like, the best part of us, even if we don't want to look at it or sit with it or see it. But I think about like the most powerful moments of my life. It's just like when I was like probably the most disarmed, you know? Mm -hmm. And well, so yeah. totally. And so when you're just saying like our suffering is just like, it like protects us and all of our wounding should be looked at. And that's where we can decide to take a risk 
that's where we build the confidence within ourselves to be like, you know, we're going to go <laughs> build a studio. I'm <laughs> laughing because it's hilarious. Yeah. And it's like, I, I always want to keep iterating like where all this like came from, like the birthing of it was like rooted in just again, my human experience of feeling like I operated one way for a really long time. And then all of a sudden it was like something else was available. And so in what was else, in what else that was available also contained the capability to do anything that was under the umbrella of believing in myself in that way. So while the studio was like the first order of business, <laughs> if you think about the way that your life would shift, if like the framework that like the glass house that you built to live in and operate in, if you actually saw through the walls that, that are actually there into like, you know, it's like the emperor's new clothes. Like he's walking around naked and everyone sees, but he's like, look at my new outfit. And they're like laughing, but they don't want to tell him because, you know, like, it's like, everyone knows like what is happening in there that is stopping you from, from being expanded. And, and what I felt was the, the glass house was this, it was all rooted in protection so it was like, it was mostly focused on how do I stay safe and survival and like beautiful. And, and here's the, here's the hard thing about being in survival. When you're in survival, even though there was a lot of fucking amazing, beautiful, good moments, a lot of your historical memory of that, that era in your life or that time in your life or that operating system is coded with negativity. Like it's harder to see the good things that happened in your life or like experiences when you're feeling so viscerally, like how could I put myself through X, Y, Z for so long? And like, I want to get a little more granular and specific is just when I say operating system, I mean, again, this, this idea of like thinking that the the way that you belong in the herd and the tribe and receive love is based on other people deciding that you're worthy of that like well, yeah that that goes into like showing up how you think other people want you to be exactly and that's what i'm being really specific about is that yeah. like, that operating system cannot contain big risk mhm mm that's what I'm saying. So if you are in or you're listening to this right now and you're in a space where most of your actions are based on people pleasing, self-abandoning, like you, when I say check in with yourself and answer a question or like, what do you want to eat? And you like, don't know. You're just like, what do I usually like? Or when I say what feels good to you right now, or what are you noticing in your body? Or like, what does your intuitive voice say? And you're like, I don't fucking know. Like your, your schedule is so stacked that you don't even know how to like tap into that question. That's not the container or like the um, the pot with soil to plant the seed that will nourish the ability to say yes to risk. Because the need to feel the sense of validation and survival will override what it takes to execute on big risk. And I don't mean any risk. I just mean like risk of something that's like operating different to that. Being willing to say, that's not my survival anymore. I know who I am and I know I'm worthy. So let me just move out of operating out of my gifts and focus on becoming an even more expanded human in my integrity and my honor and what I give to the world and the way I show up and the things I value and the way I treat people and what I contribute to the planet. And I could fucking go on forever.
right? But it's the the house in which you build that you live in has to be able to contain the energy in which you want to expand forward towards. So if the core operating system is not listening to your inner voice, it's going to be really hard to trust yourself when you're taking risk. Well, you won't even get to taking a risk because you can't even like bring yourself to believe that you can or the level, the level of, or the, the bigness or smallness of the risk you're willing to take is the level of belief that you have in yourself. hundred percent, hundred percent. And it doesn't mean, and, and it doesn't mean that it presents in a certain way, like taking a risk, like again, take the objectivity out of it. Because to one person taking a huge risk could be something that like to another person would quote, look small. We're not talking about like what it is. We're talking about specifically the feeling in the system of doing something you're afraid of that, you know, if you went full body in on, it would pay off, but it would take, it would take for you to like have balls to show up to it. Like it, it takes all that belief in yourself because here's the thing about doing something that's really difficult that requires you to show up like fully, like to a big risk. You can't have shreds in you that don't believe in yourself. Like you can have moments, but you can't bullshit your way through something like that. Like if you want to go all in on something that scares the shit out of you, you have to actually believe that you can all in do it. And in the moments you forget, you have that support system to hold you. But we're talking about specifically here in like a certain small time period of transformation in your life where you have to make a choice that changes your reality again a crossroads, a breakup, a divorce, a job change, um, a career change, even like a decision to shift a friend, right? That like those can be full of grief, losing someone you love. Like all of those things are transitions where your day-to-day, your life starts to shift in the little actions you take. So all of that can feel dysregulating, right? It can feel very dysregulating, When you're saying all that, it sounds like, I mean, look, I think that the universe, we can't control anything, nothing. And when you're saying all those like list of things like you, you know, your job or, you know, a divorce or it's like, oh, the things you think you can't control, which actually like you can't control, but they're like putting your path to direct you towards where you're supposed to go. For sure. And I even when I think about certain risks, like let's just say you want to put a boundary down with someone you really love and you feel like the risk is like losing them or them not adhering to the boundary and you no longer having a relationship with them. Imagine prioritizing your own inner peace so much that you're like, it might not be worth losing them altogether, but it's definitely worth modifying this relationship to protect and support my inner self, my inner sanctum. Right. And so even that, think about how risky that is as a person. If like, you've always been operating out of say like codependency, saving someone from their emotion and their feeling. And all of a sudden you have to be like, listen, this is the way this is going to go. Or listen, how can I, how can I be here for you? I'm not going to save you from this, whatever, whatever the boundary is. And you have to sit in the discomfort of them being, of them freaking out because they no longer have the old version of you. And then they get to decide is it worth it for me to still be around this person? And you have to sit with if they're going to decide to to choose you or to choose the pattern. And you have to be resilient enough to know that if they choose the pattern, that it's not, it's not personal. Think about the risk in that. 
the way relationship dynamics change when you start being honest about what you need. Oh, we. Well, it's never personal. How about that? <laughs> Ever. Thanks for agreements. We see you. That one's like a hard one to accept. Nothing is ever personal. Yeah. That's like the juice. The juice. I know. I just had like a such a tough conversation with my dad today about like, you know, the holiday stuff. It just keeps coming up, you know, and I had to get on the phone and it's like in every single moment, it took every cell of my being to not be that like low ass bia and just like start pro- protecting and gah, 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 gah. and it's just like I was just like oh I can't do this to myself anymore and it was just this like melting into myself and when you think about it it's like no matter how many times you expect something to be different <laughs> here we are right the piece of accepting that it is exactly what it is and you get to decide if you want to participate in it or not is like the path to your freedom. And so something I realized is when I was stuck in the loop of wanting incontrollable things to be different than they were, I was unwilling to put the energy towards taking risk because that was consuming me and that was fueling my hamster wheel energy versus doing the actual thing, right? Of of shifting and saying, I can be accountable for my part in this. Your hamster wheel energy. You like my hamster wheel? Uh, yeah, because it's I've so been good. running on that thing like like I'm so I'm so thirsty. Like all girl. I was I'm like I was about to start laughing so hard when you said that, but it felt just so right. <laughs> A spiral. Ooh. A spiral. But yeah, I was just like where I was going is like, you know, I had to take a risk and be vulnerable and ask for what I need again. And even though I thought it was gonna be the other way, it's like we never stop trying, we never stop closing off this opportunity to find more expanded versions of us. And with being a human means taking risk. You can't get out of that. But again, what's the risk of not taking the risk? Man, it's what? crazy because <laughs> I think about if I think about like a year ago at this time. Oh God. But the thing is, is that we were all operating not only like the best we could, right? But we also didn't know everything that would have transpired or could have transpired or that did transpire. Just like in a year from now, we're going to be like, oh my God, can you believe like X, Y, Z, whatever the heck is going to happen. It's totally great, fine, beautiful. It's part of all this, but it's crazy because like literally a year ago this time is when things started you know, kicking the unraveling started and yeah. the belief became action yeah for sure i want to kind of pivot into that and that's such a good direction to take this Jules right now because it's like when as it pertains to the space like this is a long trajectory project and if we're using this as like um, a life observation example that we get to pick apart and dissect and like understand more about is um, the trajectory of that. Like I started by saying, you know, there was a certain amount of things that people said, whether it was to us in meetings or whatever. When, remember when we went with John to that 
meeting with Muhammad at the bank and it was like, dude, I was thinking fucking, about that. It was like a sketchy fucking parking lot. And we we're like meeting with a bank investor, but we had no idea what was happening. And then we get in the back and it was like a multi-purpose space. And this guy sits down and he wants us to like eat these cookies. And we're like, what I'm like, this is, is what the mafia on? is like, y'all. Yeah. And then it, he's like, pitch me your pitch me your studio. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like showing him my deck. And then after he just took like six deep breaths and I'm like, oh my God, I'm like, what's happening? I'm like, say something. And he's another, and then he's like, I'll get you your money. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, not to mention there was so many layers after that that came. So it wasn't just that simple, but it's just like, okay, so all these like things were validative and they were like, wink from the universe wink from the universe. And you guys that are listening right now, you know what the frick I'm talking about? Like wink from the universe means like right place, right time. Okay, cool. I like, I get it. And so we had more winks than we did like challenges, even though the challenges felt like the world was fucking falling down. And something I heard myself say yesterday was like, nothing feels worth like holding my breath over at this point, because there's so many things that are in flux. And like the things that feel like the massive issue are actually just like not as big. So this massive project of like being like, okay, I'm onboarding to this. It's showing me how to live in my system differently. It's showing me how to problem solve differently, how to coordinate with people that like, I don't love working with. Like, you know, there's certain parts in it that you just have to like navigate through and moments that feel challenging and miscommunications that happen and things you got to show up for, like in the real raw and human experience way, but still like bridging the gap in this professional space of like, how do we get this project done? And it's been incredibly powerful. And I love the way you said like a year ago, because a year ago we were touring like tiny locations of like, look at this rinky dink thing. This back end could be like a teacher training space. And like, and now we're in a 5,000 square foot space that all of a sudden has evolved to a massive construction project that I was about to project manage up until a couple of days ago, we shifted that. <laughs> and it's like, but we okay. didn't know that even we didn't then, even know, we didn't no. even know a few days ago, some of the things that were going to happen right now. <laughs> and so like every step of the way, it's been like, there has never been some, there's, there's never something, there is not something still that's lingering that I'm like, oh my God, we're waiting to figure that out. There's always an exhale that just comes when it needs to. And so when we talk about taking risks and the fear that comes with it, analysis and logic and trying to weigh out what is and isn't is not going to help you and support you in taking risks, but faith will, because faith is fucking unlimited. Faith will fuel you to the moon and back. Like faith will give you so much more than statistics will. And I get that statistics make certain people feel safe. And if you're someone who thinks like that and you need to know the data, I encourage you to do a plant medicine journey and get into your mother freaking body because you probably already know the answer in your body and you don't need the evidence to know. But, but I'll I leave that one right the there. Data. <laughs> Dude, both and, right? Yeah. Both I'm, and. I'm just, I'm just joking. You can have both. I love holding you and get, making you feel safe and secure, Jules. Thanks. <laughs> I'm like in a little ball right now. I'm like, help me. Like, give me the numbers. I want I want certainty. What's the research? And what it. source is it from? I get no, it. No, but... but <laughs> risk that's worth taking is risk that calls you so much that you can't not move on it, right? Like that's the risk that's worth taking. Yeah. And when you were just sharing all the risk and all the like grandeur of it and, and all that, you know, it just, and you just said, 
that basically you're not going to allow for your energy to be like used that way anymore. That's what I heard you say, at least Um, with all the different challenges that keep coming up. You're just kind of like, well, well, yeah, getting activated and creating resistance takes me away from being able to do other amazing things with this project. So my point, my point was that when you said that, what made me what what I realized is that it's not because you're no longer taking big risks. It's because you're looking, you're processing your risks differently, right? It's about yeah. perception. And I think like, I want people to walk away knowing that like your perception is your reality. Duh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Simple. And also like what has changed in the past year of us or of the, you know, of this entire process and what has shaped us differently is it's, it's not because we like found the cure to cancer. Shit. I I wish we did. Um, but it's because this project and this process has given us like proof that like, we're so good, you know? So good. So protected, so supported, so loved, so encouraged, like all of it. Yeah. It's like a reconstruction. It's like a reformation, reintegration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. And I feel, I feel super, I, I feel beyond grateful for this opportunity because let me just give you another concrete example that I think a lot of people can relate to is that First of all, I grew up in a household, like a really interesting, like, let me just start by that, like an interesting situation as we all did, um, where my mother, she was born in Cairo in Egypt and she was a refugee. And then they moved to like Germany and Paris and then they moved to Hollywood and they had to like line their suitcases with money, you know, cause they were Jewish and like a Muslim country and like just a lot of really intense scarcity survival things. And I think that was like very deeply seated in my childhood in the sense of scarcity. So like a lot of the beliefs I had about myself were ingrained in like, you need your parents and inheritance and your family in order to be financially successful. And everyone has to like help each other, but like, it has to be in a certain way. So there was like a lot of control issues around money and a lot of like feeling like I couldn't do things on my own. And like, you know, wanting this independence from the way that money was talked about in my household, but like also still knowing that it was like the core operating system in which I was birthed from. So like there was still some dormant energy of that inside of me. And so when we went into building the space, like, like I started with wanting to like create a hard negotiation of like finding a way to, to make it work where I could, I could make it work. Like I had a community to bring to the table. I had a lot of value to bring to the table, but like I didn't want investors. I, I didn't think I could get investors. I didn't think I could get people to believe in this. And there was so many limiting beliefs that clouded my ability to even see the resources that I had to take the risk. So it presented as like smallness, but I said that it was like other things. No banks will approve me, blah, blah, blah. It was like, those were like the words that came out, but really the words were meaning. I was like, I don't believe in myself to figure this out until I did. Right. And so this project, so that everyone knows that's listening to this right now, this project is not something that I had like a fam- a family member come in and like 
fund or an investor or like I literally got an SBA loan, which was like the only loan that was even available. And we got it approved like eight months ago. And we've been doing like countless amounts of paperwork back and forth just to get like small construction things approved for the loan to pay for. And like, like the entire process has been like Jules and I like blood, sweat and tears and like our team and the Ashley Schubert wellness community. But like that, that has been us putting into this. And like the risk of that is literally everything because the amount of money I was approved on the loan was like the amount of money that I owned to my name. Like I was willing to put it all on the line and believe in myself versus take someone else's money that I could just like piss away. Right. Like, and it meant that much to me to believe in myself and to, to fuel this project with everything that I am and everything that I've worked on so far. So like what I thought was safety was like knowing that I had a nest egg and what I know is safety now is like my endless fucking ability to show up in this world with like light because that's what I care about. Like I care about a meaningful life. I care about putting beautiful things into the world versus how do I make sure I'm, I'm okay. Right. Cause I am okay. I'm okay. Cause I exist. And that's when you start to pivot into like leaning into that risk. Yeah, and I remember that many setbacks that obviously gave you just like doubt, like, am I supposed to be doing this kind of thing? I, you know, what came up for me right now is just thinking that like you can look at anything with either either side, right? You could be like, this is the universe telling me to like go in harder, or this is the universe telling me to stop, or like, you can, like, it's up to you to interpret your story, like, literally, right? Mm -hmm. And so I just remember so many times where human you, hi, you're so human, Mm -hmm. um, wanted to, like, not that you wanted to give up, but that you felt like, and there's going to be many more times, girl, (laughs) I want to throw the towel in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I guess you did want to give up. Okay, cool. Like we could let people know that. Come um, get me. Like come get me when I forget. Come get me, son. Yeah. I did, honey. Great. And I'll never stop. But I was just thinking about how yeah, just like all these signs from the universe like you literally can decide. It's your decision. Is it the universe mm. pushing me or pulling me? Like it's up for it's your game, baby. How do you want to get to the finish line? Like, you don't know. Yeah. And what risks are we taking? What risks are like, like if you fucking don't, what's, what's the risk of not? Get close to your fear. It's not what you think it is. Mm. Well, on that note, happy holidays. (laughs) (laughs) Get close to your fear. Get close. Happy holidays. Yeah. We're going to publish this episode right now. Thank you guys so much. Um, This was fun. I appreciate those of you that are on live. Zavi, Erica, I know we had a couple others popping in and off, but um, I love you guys. This has been great. And I'm so excited for more deep breaths together and just sharing this experience. And we appreciate you guys listening, liking, sharing, commenting, sending this to people, you know, and really hype up the studio, like share the reels on Instagram. We're um, filling our founding membership right now until January 1st. It's $177, which is like unheard of for an unlimited membership in LA with the shit we're delivering. So get on that. You'll get that membership for 12 months. You can find out more at ceremony.com with no O C E R E M N Y.com. So hope to see you guys very soon on this podcast.
Tschüss. Peace. Peace.